Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today's Wednesday. It's June the 2nd of 2021. Welcome to the radio program. A rainy start to the day. Yeah. My yard's flooded. Oh. Which is great, though. The good thing about the yard being so wet is I don't have to water the new flower bed I did. So It's good. Thank well, you. Will the flowers still be there? I'm not sure if they're going to be there. <laughs> no, it's like it's pretty, it's pretty messy out yeah. there right now. So as you get going today, today's June the 2nd. Today is National Rocky Road Day. So if you love mm. ice cream. I used to like that. I did too. Growing up, I'd always want Rocky Road. What was it? Chocolate, vanilla, some marshmallow. And some kind of, uh, some type of pecan or nut or something. Yeah. Was there actually vanilla or am I just thinking of the marshmallow? I think you're thinking of the marshmallow. Okay. So chocolate, marshmallow, Mm -hmm. and nuts. Not bad. Uh, National Bubba Day. What is that? I don't know. All right. National Running Day. National Leave the Office Early Day. Hmm. All things you can celebrate. Which our place celebrates that around the year, man. Year round. <laughs> Wait, running day? Uh, no, leave the oh. office early day. You're lucky to find anybody here after one o'clock. <laughs> Did I say that? Mm-hmm. Also, I realized last night that uh, sometimes you know how you think you know your recipe and you think you got it figured out so you don't go and check it. Mm-hmm. So I was making what I call Dorito casserole, mm. which, <laughs> which a lot of people call it Mexican chicken. You just like Dorito casserole. Would you like some Dorito casserole? I will tell you, casserole does sound gross. What do you call it? I would say Mexican chicken, too, not but, casserole. But you do it with the uh, Doritos. Yeah. So I, I made it last night, and I was like, this looks funny. You know how like you look at it in the oven, and you're like, what's happened to it? <laughs> Something's missing. Something is wrong here. And I didn't realize it until I took it out of the oven, and I put it over there, and I put it in the bowls to feed everybody. And we started to eat it, and I thought, this tastes fine. I mean, it tastes like you know your soup mixture with your hotel and your chicken and your chips. But I forgot one of the most important ingredients. <laughs> forgot the cheese. You know how important cheese is it to really that? It really is. Because it gets kind of crunchy on the top, and yeah. it holds the chips together, and the flavor of the cheese that gets a little bit brown didn't have any cheese in there. Did anyone else know? Yeah, my wife said, hey, you missed my favorite part, the cheese. So then I decided I was going to have to get it and then microwave cheese on top of the Dorito casserole, which then turns the chicken into rubber. Yep. And then the chips are are more like soggy. And Mm -hmm. I was complaining about that, too. I don't really like this. And I'm like, how do you not like this? This is one of the best foods ever. The chips are all soggy. And I wanted to say, just eat your dinner. But I don't like it either like that. Yeah. yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. I was trying to be tough because I didn't want to admit that I failed dinner. Who wants to throw all those ingredients together, cook for an hour and a half? And then you take that first bite and you're, wait, you're like, hmm? Right. It's like the time I tried to bake my famous chocolate chip cookie. Uh, not my cookie, but my cake. And I forgot the eggs. Guess what happens when you bake a cake, a cake with no eggs? What happens? It doesn't rise. <laughs> I had a disc, a chocolate chip disc cake. Happy birthday. <laughs> So every once in a while, maybe it's a good idea to check your recipes to make sure you're doing it right. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 2007 and Billy Currington had the number one song in country music on this day. I told her way up yonder past the caution light. There's a little country store with an old coke side. You gotta stop it and ask Miss Bell. Her sweet tea. And 
guess what? Then I left will take you to the interstate. But ain't right. We'll bring you right back here to me. I was sitting there thinking about her pretty face. Kicking myself for not catching her name. I threw my hat and thought you thought it could have been love. I knew my old four couldn't run her down. She probably didn't like me anyhow. So I watched her disappear into a cloud of dust. Number one in 2007. I told her way up yonder past the caution light. There's a little country store with an old coke side. You gotta stop and ask Miss Bell for some of her sweet tea. Take you to the interstate, but ain't right. We'll bring you right back here to me. Billy Currington, good direction. Is this Georgia heat playing tricks on me? Or am I really seeing what I think I see? The woman of my dreams coming back to me. Correct in a good directions. Old Miss Bell and some of her sweet tea. 2007. This was number one. She went way up yonder past the caution line. Don't know why, but something felt right when she stopped and asked Miss Bell for some of her sweet tea. Mama gave her a big old glass and sent her right back here. Good directions. And what? Turn up green. There you go. It's Billy Currington. Good directions. It was number one on this day in 2007. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning. Welcome to Wednesday morning, y'all. We appreciate you joining us. And as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! Brandon Baxter in the mornings, gotcha gossip. Well, here we are, another day where we gotcha gossip on the Friends Reunion. Now, they made a bunch of money to go back and do this. Maybe not a bunch of money for them, though. A bunch of money in our terms? Oh, heck yeah. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you broke. Your life be your way. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. But all right, so how much money was in this whole Friends reunion for the cast of Friends? It looks like each of the cast members, the main cast members, made $2.5 million each to go back and Man. do the show, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Which is a whole lot more than they made when they first started. So season one of Friends, they were all making about 22500 bucks per episode, which is good, right? But at the same point, at the end of the entire first season, they had made $540,000 each. 
Wow. Which, I mean, that's a great yeah, amount yeah. of money. But at the same point, when you look at what they did later on, where it ended up being a million dollars an episode toward that last season when the whole cast went in and kind of negotiated together. And that was a big story back 17 mm-hmm. years yeah. ago that they were going in to do that. Did you realize that the cast still gets about $20 million a year from syndication? Yeah, so these th- this show is over. It's been over for 17 years wow. now, and they're still making tons of money off of it. But imagine this. Imagine going back and getting to reconnect with your with your friends, your castmates on the set, and getting paid $2.5 million to do it. Not a bad gig. Well, speaking of friends, got you gossip on Matthew Perry. So after Matthew's appearance on the Friends reunion, people were worried about him. They were concerned. He just didn't seem right. It seemed like he was slurring his words. He appeared dazed. But sources were saying, hey, he had emergency dental surgery hours before they started recording. That's why. Well, fast forward a few days later, Matthew Perry revealed he's called off his engagement. So he's been dating Molly Hurwitz for about three years and proposed back in November of last year. But he released a statement. Again, Matthew Perry... It read, sometimes things just don't work out, and this is one of them. I wish Molly the best. So Matthew Perry has called off his engagement. Yeah, but there is talk today. If we want to go a little bit deeper on this, if you remember just a couple of weeks ago, there was a, a young lady who called him out for trying to hit on her on the celebrity dating yeah. site. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're engaged, it's probably not a good idea. I'm going to say, yeah, that's a bad idea. To do the celebrity dating uh-huh. sites, and especially then messaging young women. Right. There's that. Maybe not the best look there for Matthew Perry. Hey, got you gossip today on Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. J-Lo. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. All right, so for the last uh, three or four weeks, we've been following this relationship. What's going on with J-Lo and Ben? Well, now they're spending pretty much every weekend together. They're traveling back and forth between Los Angeles and Miami. Of course, they have business to tend to. Yes. But uh, they love to join each other when they're on these business ventures. And there's actually talk that this is no longer just a casual relationship, a casual friendship. They're saying the, the couple is almost a, pretty much a, a deal where they're back together and they're working on trying to figure out what the next step is in the relationship. But the one thing they know for sure is that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are happier when they're together. Gotcha gossip on Taylor Swift. If you could see- So Taylor Swift is headed back to the big screen. She has joined the cast of a new untitled film. Now, this is going to be the first movie back since 2019 when she starred in the live uh, action musical of Cats. <laughs> but Taylor's going to appear in a movie directed by David O. Russell, who has done films like American Hustle and Silver Linings Playbook with Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. So he knows what he's doing. So there's no details yet, although there are some photos floating around that have been taken in the set on the set like in the Great Depression era. Type. So, yes, so I gotcha. Yeah, in an older setting. So several big names are in this movie. Margot Robbie, Zoe Saldana, Christian Bale, uh, Chris Rock, Robert De Niro, Mike Myers. So anyway, oh, wow. Taylor Swift headed back to the big screen. There you go. That's a pretty big yeah, movie if you think about the stars in it. And, of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we gotcha gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So there's a clip from TikTok that is circulating that's making headlines across the country. A 17-year-old girl sees uh, her dogs in the backyard in California. And all of a sudden, over the fence, like a concrete fence, 
comes a bear. The bear is standing <laughs> on top of the fence and begins to look like it's going to swipe down and attack the dogs. Oh, my goodness. The 17-year-old girl decides at this point, she doesn't know what to do. She lunges at the bear and shoves it off the wall. Kelly. My daughter is 17. It is one of the crazy... Here's the... Let me show you the video. Here we go. See, the bear comes up over this concrete oh. fence. The dogs are going crazy. The bear looks like it's about to come over and go after the yes. dogs. Here comes a 17-year-old. She shoves the bear as hard as she can. The bear falls down and then comes up on the other side of the wall. Y'all, she puts her hands on the bear's shoulders and shoves it. Her face is in the bear's face and she shoves it. It's one of the silliest things ever because this is one of those deals where I think if you were to talk to her and say, hey, was that a smart move? She would probably tell you no. But yeah. in the moment, you don't have time to plan for this. You don't think, hey, what if a bear shows up in the backyard today? Well, yeah, she's probably never thought of it. Right. You don't process that information until that very moment. And you see your dogs in danger. I would recommend if a bear climbs into your backyard to allow your dogs to fend for themselves. I don't think this is a good idea. Because the deal is, here's where she got lucky. The fact that the bear was on top of the fence and she could push the bear off the fence was a lucky thing because if the bear was standing in the backyard, no, yeah, yeah, she'd have never made. No, she's she would be not probably with us. It is a crazy video. I'll put it up on Twitter in a few minutes if you guys want to see it on Twitter. It's Brandon on BBITM. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, breakfast today consisted of two chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's going well. Now I feel like because I'm working out, you know, more than I have been in a while, that maybe it's okay. I get it. Sweets, man. When you have sweets and you have coffee first thing in the morning, it's so good. Yeah. No, I totally get it. And I realized I could have gone to the microwave and made some oatmeal, but I realized that mm-hmm. plate of cookies was in there. And I'm like, mm. I mean, I could either take the time to make the noise or I can just get me some cookies. <laughs> so much better. Let me tempt your taste buds. Pizza Hut's bringing back something from the 90s. Nostalgia's big. I mean, we had the Friends reunion. They're uh-huh. also going to bring back uh, what they called the, the, um, the Edge Pizza. So basically, it's a thin crust pizza where there's no crust, like the main crust. The You know how the ring crust is oh, around yeah. it? Because the toppings go all the way to the edge. Ooh, that, I like it. So, like, I'm thinking, and I don't remember getting this pizza when I was younger. Do you remember that? I think I remember it, but I don't remember it being a thing for my family. I don't remember it, us getting it. Because as I look at it, it seems like it's so much more um, a smart buy. Because what happens at my house is if we buy pizza, especially the pizza places that like make thicker crust, uh-huh. you know where the crust is like over a third of the pizza? Right. Kai doesn't eat that. He'll eat like the first few bites of the triangle, like the first yeah. few parts of the triangle part, and then the crust is left? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drives me nuts. So this one, i probably get more pizza per dollar, which is how I judge it. Well, and there's more um, ingredients that go all the way to the, to the outside of the pizza. Yeah. So... In my mind, you would like that more because it's not as, because you're, you know. I'm, I'm not paying for bread. If I wanted right, bread, I'd just course. go into the, the pantry and get some bread. Right. Get yeah. some toast. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, 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 the crust is important. And like nobody wants a crust on their pizza that has no flavor. That's there was, true. There was one pizza place that was doing like a pretzel crust at one mm. point, which was like salty and pretzely, and it was really or good. Or like a garlic buttery crust with but, like cheese in it. But I want to taste it. Yeah. Like, I want to make sure that I know it's there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, we have a weird thing in my family, too, where, like, there's uh, some places that do, like, a square pizza. Let's see, and Kyle won't eat it. 
they want the circle pizza. Like mm. the square, like, and I yeah. used to love the square pizza in school, but like, they don't like that one. That's mm. not as good. I'm like, it's the same thing, mm. isn't it? Or no? I don't know. It just depends on the person. I guarantee if you get that middle piece of a square pizza, guess what? It's toppings all the way to the edges. Mm-hmm. It is. But they won't go with that. Mm. I'm kind of the same way, though, when it comes to the crust on bread, because I made a peanut butter sandwich for breakfast yesterday just to have some carbs and a little bit of uh, fats and proteins from the peanut butter. And as I was doing that, I realized I don't really want the crust of this bread. It depends on if you put the ingredients all the way on the crust. Are you the one that just puts it in the middle? No, I put it all the way. I load it. Okay. Well, but I still don't like that. I don't know what it is. It's that bitter taste. It's just like the ring yeah. around it. I've always wanted to do that. Same thing with Pop-Tarts. Like, there I just want to go. go straight to the goodness of the Pop-Tart. I'll cut half the Pop-Tart off wow. just to get to the goodness. Hmm. Interesting. You know yeah. What? You like the crust? Yeah, if it has um, icing. But they never have it iced all the way to the I sides I know what you're either. talking about. So I would get my knife and I would cut off the crust of the Pop-Tart. <laughs> yep. I don't want that extra. My kids would eat, would, would leave all that too. Right. Because mm-hmm. nobody really likes that part. So why don't you find a way to fix it? Why don't you tweet Pop-Tart today? I'm not sure if they'd take me real seriously if I do that. <laughs> Guarantee I'd get a big response. A lot of people would like that. Mm-hmm. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So a lot of times police are able to use those spike strips to stop a high-speed chase. But this works too, I guess. So a guy in northern Wisconsin got caught with an expired registration and decided... To run for some reason. Well, police chased him for 13 miles before he was off the road and tried to drive through a field. But he didn't get far because there was a huge wall of cows that stopped him. So luckily he didn't hit any any of the cows. No one was injured. But police posted a photo on Facebook of the cows checking out the guy's car after he'd been arrested. You see his car and there's literally this huge line of cows just standing by his car. That's weird. So they joked around that he had encountered a quote moving blockade they also thanked their department's bovine unit for helping them out which that's related to cattle brandon yes i know that but speaking of cattle what do you get when a cow is caught in an earthquake i have no idea what do you get you get a milkshake oh (laughs) no The weird thing about this, Kelly, it's one of Kelly's favorites. (laughs) She always has the DJ play that when she walks into the Brooklyn basketball games. I'm not exactly sure what that's all about. What? Brandon Baxter in the morning. Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, Happy birthday to you. Ah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday, June the 2nd of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to our friend, our coworker. If we had like a work son, he would be our work son. <laughs> yes. He started on this show way back when we first launched on country. Happy birthday to David Daly, David the Barrel Boy, 
who celebrates a birthday today. Happy birthday, David. So, he always tells me when he wants to make me feel older that he remembers jumping on his trampoline listening to me on the radio. (laughs) It's one of my favorite stories. So, anyway, happy birthday to David Daly, who is a heck of a hard worker and a great asset to this company. And he celebrates his birthday today. So, if you know him, give him a shout out. Happy birthday to David the Barrel Boy. Also celebrating today, Ashley Calhoun. Happy birthday, Debbie Spence of Jonesboro celebrating. Jay Hartwell, happy birthday. Rod Amerson is celebrating. Caleb Saipa of Jonesboro celebrates today. Spencer Bateman. We have Christy Cosby celebrating a birthday. Alicia Duncan of Paragould. Sarah Harmine has a birthday today. Marilyn McElvoy of Jonesboro. Rory Gatling of Jonesboro turns five. Hadley Duffy is turning five years old today. And Dean Chesser from Walnut Ridge celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Willow Sage Hart is 10. That's Pink's daughter with motocross racer Carrie Hart. And she was just the one that performed with Pink at uh, the award show, Yes, right? Billboard, yes. And she like was on the, um, I, get, I don't know what those are called, but Ariel. She basically did those Ariel uh, acrobatics. Yeah, what's the song, Cover Me in Sunshine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah. So she's 10. AJ Styles is 44, WWE superstar. Happy birthday. Wayne Brady is 49 from um, Let's Make a Deal. And the Wayne Brady Show. Yes. And the Chappelle Show. Yes. And Whose Line Is It Anyway? That's right. Yeah. Uh, Andy Cohen is 53 today from Watch What Happens Live. Dana Carvey is 66. You know him most from Saturday Night Live. He no, was no. Garth and Wayne's World. That's how I know him <laughs> yep, right there. Yep. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party time, excellent. Shwing. And he would also do George Bush, and he was really funny with all some of the presidents. Church lady. Shwing. Mm-hmm. What was that? Not for the... Mm. That's probably that was bad weird. timing. It was yeah, back to bad timing. Back to golf. Um, yeah. All right. And happy birthday to Jerry Mathers, one of your favorite actors who was 73. Yeah, he was Beaver. Beaver Cleaver. In? Leave it to Beaver. Yeah. Now I used to love watching that show a as a show. kid. Yeah. yeah. Because they had the, it was Beaver and Wally, and then there was Mrs. Cleaver and Mr. Cleaver. It was Ward. What was her name? Uh, Mrs. Cleaver. I don't think. I don't think June. Her, June Cleaver. Yes. Yeah. And then Eddie. Was that Barbara Billingsley? It was. Barbara Billingsley. And Hugh Beaumont and Tony Dow and Jerry Mathers as the, <laughs> the beaver. beaver. Yes. And then you had, who was uh, the kid? Oh, Wally, Wally Haskell. No, Wally. it wasn't Wally Haskell. It was Eddie Haskell. Eddie Haskell. Yeah. You got really excited. There weren't two Wallys on the show. It was Wally Cleaver and then Eddie Haskell. Yes. Hugh Beaumont. Tony Dow and Jerry Mathers as the beaver. (laughs) And happy birthday today. (laughs) I don't think it sounded like that. But do you remember? I don't think he was British. I do remember, but I just don't know if he enunciated it. (laughs) And Jerry Mathers as as the the beaver. No, I'm pretty sure he didn't do that. I'm going to find the audio. Charlie. Okay, happy birthday today to Charlie Watts, who is 80. He was with the Rolling Stones. Tony Dow. 
can't get no turn up down. It's the Rolling Stones. Good. How about start me up? The Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones. Eighty. You can't always get what you want. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones, who turns 80 today. And I have the audio. Oh, no. I'm going to check out the beaver real quick. Are you ready for it? Yes. Here we go. Leave it to beaver. I told you. I know. Starring? Starring Barbara Billingsley, Hugh Beaumont, (laughs) Tony Dow. I'm telling you. And Jerry Mathers as the beaver. I told you. (laughs) You basically are that guy. (laughs) Brandon Baxter in the Morning presents Today in Pop Culture. All right, today is June the 2nd, and today in pop culture in 1986, Randy Travis released his debut album in 86. It was called Storms of Life. The album featured a couple of really big Randy Travis songs. I'm digging up bones. I'm digging up bones. It also featured this one. But on the other hand, it's 86. There's a golden band to remind me of someone who would not understand. Today in pop culture in 1987, Whitney Houston put out her second album. It was called Whitney, and it featured this song. I want to feel the heat with somebody. With somebody who loves me. Today in pop culture in 1991, Garth Brooks was number one on the country charts with his album Rope in the Wind. It featured some pretty big Garth Brooks songs. Mama was a looker, Lord, out to shine. Papa was a good and rough and yellow sky. And also featured this one. Just for laughs, I dialed her old number, but no one knew her name. Rope in the wind, it's Garth. And I will sail my vessel till the river runs dry. Rodeo was on the album. Well, she knows his love's in Tulsa. And she, she knows, knows he's, he's gonna, gonna go. Well, it ain't no woman, flesh and blood. It's that damned old rodeo. Also, I mean, we're talking about great songs here. You know how I'm not a man who's ever been insecure about the world I've been living in. I don't break easy, I have my pride, but if you mean to be satisfied, I'm shameless. Today in pop culture in 2001, there was a song out that was uh, number one. Christina Aguilera teamed up with Missy Elliott, Pink Maya, yeah. and Lil' Kim. I think it was Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Lady Marmalade. Number one 20 years ago. 
Today in pop culture in 2003, Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett put out this song. Pour me something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. And today in pop culture in 2017, Luke Combs put out his album, This One's For You. It featured this one. Then you wrote in with your hair in the wind, baby, without warning. And it featured this one. I'm one number away from calling you. I said I was through, but I'm dying. And it featured this one. That was 2017. Today is June the 2nd, and that is Today in Pop Culture. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, we have Country Music News today on Keith Urban. If you're a fan of Keith Urban, you can make plans to go see him in Las Vegas. It seems like country's impact in Vegas is even bigger in 2021 and 2022. Uh, Keith is going back to Caesars Palace, the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. There's a new video teaser out, teasing dates that are going to be September the 17th and the 18th, September 22nd, 24th, and 25th. And tickets go on sale on June the 7th. So if you would love a reason to go to Las Vegas, which is a very fun city to go to, mm-hmm. like there's always something going on. Yeah. And again, it's Keith Urban live at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace coming up in September. We've got country music news on Brett Young. I hope you look just like your mama. So Brett Young is finally headed back out on tour, like everybody else. Starting in September, he announced the Weekends Tour, which will begin with two nights in Fort Worth, Texas on September 11th and 12th. And it's going to run through early December. Also joining him for select dates, Maddie and Tay. How does he sleep at night? Also appearing in select shows, which I'm going to have to go to. He's going to be uh, featuring Ryan Hurd. But I know, yeah, I know it's a matter of time till you walk, till you walk back out of my life. So the dates, what all do we have? So the closest dates for us, September 11th and 12th for Fort Worth, Texas, November 4th for Kansas City, December 3rd for uh, Oklahoma City. There you go. Yeah. Brett Young on tour. Country music news today on Thomas Ritz. Last night we cracked some cold beers and cranked their church to tea. Thought, man, it feels good to be country Thomas Red has shared a fishing photo. His wife, uh, his wife, his daughter, Willa Gray, caught her very first red snapper on a fishing trip. And it was pretty cool because it wasn't just any Memorial Day weekend fishing trip. It wasn't like just dad and the kids. No, there was a guy named Luke there. Luke Bryan. He helped her catch the fish. And the caption from Thomas Rhett says, Thanks, Uncle Luke, for helping Willa Gray catch her first snapper. So it's a really cute photo. You can check it out on Thomas Rhett's social media. We've got country music news on Jordan Davis. This is the so close. It's over out of the blues. This is the hay I think we need to talk. 
And if it ain't me, it's you. So Jordan Davis appeared on the Today Show and brought a special guest with him. And I guess... Luke Bryan is everywhere because Luke was all also with Jordan Davis, but they performed the title track off of his new EP, um, which is called Buy Dirt. Here's what it sounded like. Buy dirt, find the one you can't live without. Get a ring, let your knee hit the ground. Do what you love, but call it work. Throw a little money in a plate at church. Send your prayers up and your roots down deep. Add a few limbs to your family tree. Watch their pencil marks in the grass in the yard all grow up. Cause the truth about it is, it all goes by real quick. You can't buy happiness, but you can buy dirt. It's Jordan Davis. Featuring Luke Bryan. There you go. That's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, Meredith Pierce joins us this morning from the Foundation of Arts in Jonesboro. Meredith, how are you this morning? Hey, I'm great, Brandon. How are you? Hey, we're really good, too. And I do want to brag on the fact that I've never heard the Google Assistant until I just called your number, and I think I want to have one today. He was freaking out. Okay. Everyone needs one. <laughs> it helps you screen your calls. Yeah, so what happens is we called her a second ago, and it says, hi, I'm the Google Assistant for the number that you've called. Uh, how can I help you today? And I'm like, uh, radio interview? And it went straight to <laughs> Meredith. She was screening the call without uh-huh. having to answer it. I love it, and I knew it was you were. I knew you were going to be calling, so I was. I was waiting for you. I, I wasn't going to, you know, not pick up for you. But it is nice when you don't want to pick up. <laughs> oh, that's great. Which is basically to everybody who ever calls me. I don't uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I saw you on YouTube the other day. I was showing my wife videos from uh, the foundation. Right, I was trying to talk to her about you know, hey, getting Kai involved in all this different stuff. And I realized that there was a, a number of times where you were up there singing on stage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I've jumped in and joined in on plenty of shows in the past. That's how I got involved. Um, I was a volunteer and I was a cast member. And then I just eventually they thought, well, she's here all the time. We might as well pay her. So I right. became an employee. But uh, you know, so don't do as many shows now that I'm on the other end of it, but it's still fun to do. But it's wild because you hear so many people talk about that. They go out there for just an experience or they take their kid to the foundation. And all of a sudden, somehow they're in this fraternity uh, of people who all enjoy performing in the arts together. Oh, absolutely. You you gain a family for sure, whether you're going to classes there and learning a new, you know, craft and, and um, skill in the arts, or if you're participating in the productions, it's all it's all a great experience for people for, of any age. So I was mentioning, you know, Kai, he's 11. You guys have a bunch of kids programming that's kind of uh, getting ramped up as we head into summer. A lot of people are trying to figure out what they're going to do with their kids over the summer. And and the Foundation of Arts has a whole bunch that they offer. Oh, yes. Our June, for just specifically for June, um, which is what I would like to talk about today, is completely packed. Um, for one, we have uh, Shrek Jr. coming up, which is a great family-friendly show. And really, it's Shrek's a musical. It's just like the movie, except a little bit of a shortened version, basically. Right. Um, and so that's running June 4th through 6th, so people can bring its kids out. There's four different performances happening during the 4th through the 6th. Um, and then we have our happily ever after meet and greet after two of the shows. So pe- parents can bring their kids, meet the cast, get a gingy cookie, uh, get pictures with Shrek and Fiona. 
and donkey and all that. Um, and then we have, uh, this isn't really necessarily for the kids, but something for the grownups coming up on the 17th, we have couples night. We're going to try to start incorporating a few grown-up nights here and there um, just through the, throughout the summer where, you know, pe- folks can get uh, get out of the house for a bit and without the kids. That'll be from 6 to 8.30 on the 17th, and we'll have painting and dance lessons and um, some great dis- uh, discount card for downtown restaurants and to go out and maybe have a meal. Ooh, um, and so that's all $60 per couple, so which I think is a pretty great deal for what all you get. Um, no, that's great. And then we have... Lay Miz coming up as well, the 19th and 20th, 24th through 26th. And that's actually the school edition. So it's um, 18 and under cast. But let me tell you what, I have been sitting in on some of those rehearsals and I have been absolutely blown away by the talent. I mean, these kids, they have been working so hard and this music sounds phenomenal. So I really think people who enjoy Lay Miz would enjoy this. I mean, regardless. Yeah. And then um, we have Chee Chee Bang Bang um, auditions coming up. Um, those will be happening the 25th and 26th, holding people of all ages. We need kids and adults to come out for those. Meredith, we also have rent on. auditions. Hey, hang on. Up. I want to go back to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang just for a second. He just got okay. really, really excited when you said Chitty okay. Chitty Bang Bang. Is yep. that, was that like a nostalgic thing for you, too? Because it is for me. Is, I watched it all the time as a kid. Is this the one that Don Knotts was in? No, this is actually oh. uh, Dick Van Dyke. He was oh. the, the inventor, and he had two little kids. And, and he invented the he invented the flying car. See, he feels dumb right no, now. No, but I've, I know I've seen it though. I, I, just, I got the, my guys confused. Yes, you, you did. Could I be an you, older you, character? You got, you got a little confused. That's okay. But no, it's a great. I mean, it, there's some great scenes and, and songs in that in that movie. I grew up watching it. Yeah. So it's a really fun family thing. Um, and then we have Rent coming uh, auditions coming up. The, those are the 18th and 19th, and that'll be for the older crowd, um, 18 and up um, for the adults. So we've got literally something for everyone coming up this month, as well as all of our camps and classes ongoing. So you can go to foajonesboro.org and look at our brochures. We've got a summer-specific brochure with just our camps that are like a week long. And then we also have year-round classes that just run all the time, and we have a brochure for those as well. So really, I mean, art. We we teach art. We teach dance. We teach drama. Whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Is it still it true that you guys are looking for someone to play the role of Shrek? That's not funny. I know uh, where you're going. Oh, <laughs> not currently because we have a Shrek. Oh well, <laughs> no, I've got. Time- if y'all need an understudy, um, someone sitting across from me would mm-hmm. would happily Thank be the you. understudy. Okay, well, that is really good to know. So if he falls ill or, you know, yes. <laughs> we can just throw the little green head. And no, actually, paint he, doesn't on even, other... he doesn't even need that. Oh, oh okay. So he's good to go without. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, no, really, if you go and I check out it. the website, foajonesboro.org, you can find out about all of the stuff that happens with FOA. And Meredith, just talking to you, I can hear it in your voice. Um, I don't know if you were born with the confidence, but I do know the arts brings out confidence in a lot of people. Oh, yes. 100%. We tell parents, if you want a more confident child, bring them to us. Because I have seen a turnaround in so many kids just coming out of their shells, finding their confidence, finding their, their passions. And it's so wonderful to see and be a part of that. I think it's always good, too. You know, a lot of times when we have our kids and we want to get them involved in things, we want to have them involved with good people and you know, everybody we've talked to with FOA, it seems like it's just a bunch of good people. Uh, I agree. I would have to agree with that. I've been here over a little over a decade now, and um, I, I haven't stayed that long, you know, because or I've stayed that long for a reason, you know, because the people here are wonderful and 
I wouldn't be, I wouldn't want to spend my time anywhere else. Find out more at foajonesboro.org. And again, Meredith Pierce joins us this morning on the K Fine Breakfast Club powered by Families Inc. Have a great morning, Meredith. All right, you guys too. All right, we'll talk Take to you care. later. Bye. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 1079 K Fine. And this is the K Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, we're joined this morning by Terrence Armstard talking A-State summer camps. Terrence, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, good morning. Doing great. Doing great. Loving the rain. Oh, you do like the rain. Yes, sir, I do. Doesn't it make you want to stay home and sleep? Yeah. You know what? It does, and I have over 800 movies I can watch, so yeah, it actually does. <laughs> no, it's crazy because I, we, we work really early in the morning, right? We wake up at 3.45, so I got home, and around, I don't know, one fifteen, one thirty, I was like, I'm going to lay down and take a nap, and the whole room was dark because of all the cloud cover. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you got some great sleep. I did, man. So tell me what's going on with these A-State summer camps. I know there's a bunch of different camps that are being offered, but you have one in particular that I think will interest a whole bunch of people. Oh, yeah. So, you know, A-State has several summer camps that are going on this summer from coding, engineering, sports, and painting. Uh, I'm actually conducting a digital photography boot camp, uh, a beginning class and an advanced class. And the beginning class will take place in June in five days from June 7th through 11th. The advanced class will take place uh, July 12th to 16th, and it's really uh, there to give students, uh, particularly in ninth through 12th grade, you know, uh, a little bit, a little bit of push, you know, into photography, giving them foundation for learning a lot of different types of digital photography. I think that's such a big deal because number one, most people are on social media and they want to have good-looking photos on their social yeah. media. But also the the world, I mean, basically photography is a part of the arts world, which can be such a great creative outlet as well. Oh, absolutely. So, hey, listen, I was a, I was a professional photojournalist for several years. Photojournalism, photojournalism years ago became digital photography. Uh, nobody uses uh, analog film as much anymore. But in the art world, you know, you can use digital, you can use analog. And analog just simply means film and chemicals. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people are kind of unclear as to, you know, how can I navigate this world of digital since it's so technical? You know, you have digital cameras, you have people want to use photos on digital uh, websites or on social media. And so it's actually pretty important. So I'm there to kind of help kids navigate through that and actually maybe even interest them in, in a career or so, you know? So, yeah, tell me about, like, the boot camp. So from the aspect of you start off, obviously, uh, you could say, okay, you take a picture, and here's the best way to frame the picture. But you're going to take them through the whole process of conception to even where to place it and how to feature it. Yeah, exactly. So basically what happens is that, you know, I give them a bit of an intro with digital photography. I've sold cameras for over 10 years for different stores, Ritz camera, Wolf camera, Fox camera uh, stores. And so I help them navigate the technical side of actually the digital camera. How do I use this thing, right? Mm. The big electronic computer that takes photos. How do I use it? How do I navigate the menu? From there, you learn about the different aspects of the accessories that can actually help make better photos. Mm -hmm. But then I lay down the principles of photography, composition, you know, leading lines, different rules that actually make photos better. From there, we can get into the technical side because then we get into image processing where they take the image, put it on a computer. And then they start to manipulate it with different software. And so I kind of take them on a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a, of a tour of, you know, this is how you do digital photography. And if you want to branch out, these are the different ways you can branch out. 
and hopefully at the end of it, you know, they can actually maybe choose a career in it or something. So as I'm sitting here listening to this, I'm somebody who loves the idea of, you know, we do marketing with the radio station and, and create advertising and stuff like that. I love the idea of taking that to a different level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little bit uh, aged out of the ninth through 12th grade deal. But if you ever want to stop by and give us some advice on our photos and what we can do <laughs> to be better, we definitely appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Promotional and marketing photos are big. They're huge. So absolutely. Absolutely. So when you see somebody's work, let's say you're flipping through a magazine or you see somebody on their social media, are you able to just look at it and say, oh my gosh, I would have done this different. If you would have done this, this would have been better. Do you see that when you look at every photo? I actually do see that. One of the things I see because of my background is I actually see purpose. What was the purpose for actually generating this image? Was it a promotional purpose? Was it something where you were actually trying to convey a message from yourself or were you trying to actually tell a story for someone else? So when I look at an image, I'm like, okay, what's the purpose? Is it to actually promote a product? Is it to actually actually uh, uh, say something about uh, you or say something about, once again, someone else? And, and when you do that, you know, that actually identifies the different types of uh, photographers that exist. You know, if you're a fine art photographer, usually you have a message you want to convey to the world. Mm-hmm. But as someone who's actually documenting something, you know, you want to tell their story. So you're like, okay, what's your story? And I'm just here to, with the medium to actually convey that. So when I look at an image, you know, I'm looking for meaning, I'm looking for uh, definition, I'm looking for description, whether it be internal or external. Dude, I, <clears throat> you're speaking my language. I love that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, again, we all have this, uh, we all have the ability to take photos, but not everybody knows exactly the best way to compose those photos. And that's what's so great about this uh, photography camp that's coming up, the Digital Photography Boot Camp. Uh, the first one happens on June the 7th through the 11th in the advanced class, July the 12th through the 16th. Terrence, if people want to get more information, how can they get more information and get signed up? Oh, that's real easy. Go to astate.edu backslash Y-O-U-T-H. And there you'll see all of the, all of the uh, boot camps that take place, all of the different workshops, and you'll find my digital photography boot camp. You can go there. There's a link where you can actually go and sign up. And uh, I think you'll love it because uh, it actually – gives a really good description of the boot camps and uh, anything else that you're interested in. All right, there you go. Terrence Armstar joins us this morning. Again, you can find out more about the digital photography boot camp, astate.edu slash youth. And Terrence, have a great morning, yep, man. God bless you. All right, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning by Viona Payne from Keon Pediatrics. How are you this morning? Good morning, good morning. How is everyone? Hey, we're good. How's your morning so far? So far, so good. We open up in a few minutes, so I'm ready to get the day started with our Keon kids. So what happens right off the bat when uh, the doors open at Keon Pediatrics? How crazy is it, like, right off the jump? Well, I will say I'm sure our parents of our patients can say it's pure chaos always in the morning, but... We're always ready to uh, do the best for your kids, always. Fiona, I have a very important question to ask you this morning. (laughs) I remember my pediatrician when I was a kid in Plano, Texas. His name was Peter Sherrod, Dr. Sherrod. The weird thing about that was I became, I liked my doctor. My mom liked my doctor, and I went to the same doctor well into my teenage years. Is that unusual? No, it is not. We see children all the way up to the age 21. Really? So we even see in the adult age as well, yes. So if I wanted to come there to Keon Pediatrics, no, would no, I be able to no. become a client, a customer? 
a patient. Um, He's 44. Well, you know, I'm going to take a wild guess that you're maybe a couple years older than 21, <laughs> but I mean, anyone oh, wow. under that age, you're more than welcome. All right. Dang it. <laughs> just you missed the cutoff. I'm just wondering if I missed the cutoff. Hey, no, we're, we're talking about uh, you guys today because, I mean, it's pretty cool when you look at, uh, you know, businesses that are kind of uh, doing well. Two years, uh, the two-year anniversary is coming up for Keon Pediatrics. And the wild thing about that is if you're about to celebrate two years, a little more than a year of that has been operated under a pandemic. How stressful has that been? Um, it has been very stressful. Um, obviously, you know, there was a lot of unknown, just like any other business, but you know, when you're in pediatrics, you kind of fly by the seat of your pants, and we've made the best of it, and we have obtained our patients as well as developed new ones. And so, really and truly, we're just we're trying to get back to normal. Yeah, so when you talk about pediatrics, you know, we see all these different stats with COVID. Do you guys, have you seen any young people with, uh, with symptoms of COVID-19 over the course of the last year? Yes, of course. I'm sure just like all of NEA has, absolutely. Yeah. That's wild to me, you know, because I'm sitting here and a lot of us think, oh, my gosh, our kids are protected. They're not going to get it. I guess they don't get it typically as bad as some of the adults might potentially. But uh, I guess it is possible for kids to get it, too. huh? Correct. But the great thing about this is as we're as we're looking around, you know, it does look like we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel with with covid, at least uh, the major impact mm-hmm. across Arkansas and really the country, too. Now let's talk that about is correct. <clears throat> we're very happy to see that for sure. Let's talk about your two-year anniversary because on Friday, June the 11th, that's one week from this coming Friday, you are throwing what you're calling Keon Palooza. Yes, we are very excited. So not only is that our two-year anniversary, but we were also voted a two-time winner, best of the best, um, for a pediatrician here in the area. Woot, woot. And so <laughs> we just want to celebrate and kind of give back to our patients as well as kind of loot the rest of the kids in NEA um, for this amazing event that we're calling Keon Palooza. Well, and the vision behind this is, I mean, obviously you need a pediatrician to be a healthy child when, when something goes wrong and you need to go get a checkup or something like that, or maybe you feel sick. But the idea is you want to build a relationship with these kids. You want kids to realize that their doctor and the nurses and the staff, uh, they're fun people. and They want the kids to have fun when they come around the doctor as well. And that's really the vision for Keon Palooza is let's get everybody out and have fun. That is correct. I mean, um, with Keon Palooza, with the events that we have going on, you don't have to be our patient. You know, you could just be a child or a parent in the community that is willing to come and check us out and check out some of the volunteers and, and the businesses that we have uh, throwing this event with us. And uh, y'all are more than welcome, everyone, to come out and enjoy. So with something called Keon Palooza, what does that mean is going to be happening on Friday, June the 11th, 10 until 3? I would assume you have a whole bunch of different stuff for the kids to do. Yes, very much so. And I have the longest list, but some of the main things that are happening is we will have live music. Um, we will have a live band as well as in between their breaks. We are having a DJ for the kids to listen to some great music. I'm sure that you guys are probably pretty familiar with. Yeah, that's um, great. we will be having bounce houses. Make sure you bring your swimsuit and a towel, maybe even some sunscreen because we will be having some water slides. Um, we've got a face painting booth. Um, we have kind of partnered with Workout Anytime to do a silent auction. Um, Jonesboro Fire Department as well as Jonesboro Police Department will have some vehicles out here to do some tours with the children. And the main thing that I'm probably the most excited about is that we will have a dunk booth. So Dr. Chris, our pediatrician, has volunteered, and Mm -hmm. you will have a chance to dunk the dock. That's awesome. That is awesome. (laughs) No, and dunk booths are so much fun. We've done one in the past at, at one of the schools. 
And the way we did it was we argued with all the kids and made them want to dunk us even more. So the doc needs to make sure that he's argumentative up there and he taunts his patients. Right. You know, obviously we do do uh, vaccines in our clinic, so I'm sure there's some unhappy kids from the previous visit with a little poke here and there. So I'm sure we'll have no problem getting him wet. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you, uh, I'm going to get a little quick sidebar story. Last night, my wife's talking to my son. He's 11, and she's explaining to him it's about time to go get his shots because the pandemic kind of had him a little bit messed up. She told him that at about 10 o'clock last night right before bed. <laughs> well, how do you think that went? That's thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> we had a, a little bit of a fry out about 10 o'clock last night. So. <laughs> Hey, but the cool thing is... Yes, I'm sure you've seen Midnight, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it wasn't pretty. So there's my little sidebar on the vaccines. But uh, you've also teamed up with different uh, city government as far as emergency personnel to to have some vehicles out there because kids love stuff like that. Sure, absolutely. And, of course, you know, one of our main things is being involved in the community, just making sure that the children in the community know that, you know, your local fire department, your local police department, they're your friends just like your local doctors and nurses. Mm -hmm. I love that. So if people want to find out more about Keon Pediatrics, where can they find out more? Absolutely. So you're more than welcome to join our Facebook or Instagram pages for Keon Pediatrics. Um, Also, you could visit our website at keonped.com. That's K-I-O-N-P-E-D-S.com. And I'm sure a lot of the other volunteers that we have, like Synergy and KidSpot, CME, Renew Mental Health, Workout Anytime, Mm -hmm. um, our kids' uh, pediatric day centers, Life strategies, families, any of those, I'm sure we'll be sharing those on their social medias as well. So I'm sure if any of your children receive any services from them or you're kind of interested in services from them, I'm sure they'll be sharing it on their social medias as well. And where can people find Keon Pediatrics if they're looking for a new pediatrician? So we are located at 3410 East Johnson, right behind the come and go that is being rebuilt. Mm -hmm. We are in Sweet Tea, kind of in the back there. And we are open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, on Saturday, 8 to 12. All right. Great job this morning, and good luck. Again, it's happening on Friday, June the 11th from 10 until 3. It's Keon Palooza with Keon Pediatrics. And Fiona Payne joins us this morning, and we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great morning. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, we're joined this morning by John Chadwell from the Delta Arts Festival. Good morning, John. How are you this morning? Oh, good morning. I'm great. Uh, Running like a chicken with my head cut off, but we're all doing well. Is that basically life in 2021 that we all constantly run around like that? I think we're trying to make up for missing everything in 2020 by doing twice as much in 2021. But that's the great news when you look at the Delta Arts Festival. I was looking through some of the stuff that you guys are planning for the festival. And and really, it's like you want to bring the arts to the forefront in Newport. And uh, this is a pretty big undertaking, isn't it? It's a it's a large undertaking for our community. This is our 12th year, um, and we do. We want to bring opportunity for people, especially in the Delta region, uh, to have access to the arts that is typically only found in larger communities. Mm-hmm. So we created this with that in mind, and it's just kind of exploded over the last few years. Let's talk about uh, maybe to the people who haven't been over to enjoy the Delta Arts Festival just yet. If you were to kind of sell this in like a tagline type of a deal, how would you sell this to people who haven't come over yet? Well, I would tell them that there are 200 visual artists, that's painters, sculptures, uh, photographers, people of that nature. Uh, There's going to be 33 authors who are selling their books and they'll be reading from their works. There's going to be 
31 different concerts in two days with over 70 musicians. Um, And then there's going to be 10 films we're going to screen in our brand new uh, film fest. Uh, And so there is something for everyone. If you like any type of arts, music, literature, film, or just the visual arts, uh, there'll be something for everybody. And then on top of that, we've got free workshops uh, in every uh, area for people to learn how to do those things if they're interested in that. And everything's free. It's completely free. Free entry, free parking. It's free to the artists and and everybody. And so it's just really a way that our sponsors can help bring uh, awareness of the wide range of arts into uh, this part of Arkansas. And it has become one of the largest, um, I guess you'd call multidisciplinary arts festivals, one of the largest arts festivals that crosses all of these genres and combines them into one in the whole state. So when is the Delta Arts Festival going to be taking place? It kicks off this Friday uh, at noon, and it'll run to, well, the visual arts will run till 6 p.m., and then we have music from 6 p.m. all the way through 11 o'clock Friday night. And then Saturday morning, it kicks off at 10, and it runs through 5 p.m., uh, and there'll be art and music and film all day on both days. So uh, we just really encourage folks to come out. There's stuff for kids. There's stuff for adults. It, it, it's, it, it will be a lot of fun for the whole family. And where's the event going to be taking place? It's downtown Newport, Arkansas. We got uh, about a six-block area, but it's all in convenient walking distance. You can park. You can walk downtown. We have three great restaurants downtown that will be serving food. We'll have three food trucks as well um, and then a couple of sweets trucks. So uh, you can just park. You can come in, park, and just spend the whole day and not even have to move your car uh, and just see and do as much as you want to see and do. Seems like a great time to be having an event like this because I think at this point, as we look at where we are as a as a community, I think people are ready to get back out and they want to get out and do things and they want to do things as a family. And this is a great way to do something as a family that's not going to cost you a whole bunch of money. As a matter of fact, the festival's free. Yeah, the festival's free. Everything's free. And there's stuff indoors if you want to go indoors and you feel comfortable doing that. But if you don't feel comfortable yet going indoors, several of the concerts are outside. And you can sit outside. There's several of the artists that are going to be in tents, big tents outside. So there's an indoor opportunity. There's outdoor opportunities. So regardless of how you feel about where we are with COVID right now, you'll be able to participate uh, uh, to whatever degree of comfort you have uh, in the art show. And I think that that'll be something that anybody across the board will be able to take advantage of. And if people want to find out more, John, where's the spot they can go to get the info? It's deltaartsfestival.com. Uh, and everything's there um, at DeltaArtsFestival.com. We've got a map of the festival, the schedule, a list of the participating artists and authors and musicians. So you can go there and you can kind of look and see everything that's going to go on. Man, best of luck this weekend. I know with you doing a festival that's going to last that many days with that many different people involved that your life is going to be pretty (laughs) hectic this week. So (laughs) bear down, make it work, and best of luck this weekend. All right. Thank you so much. And I appreciate y'all helping us get the word out. All right, man. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, John Chadwell joins us. The Delta Arts Festival. Find out more at DeltaArtsFestival.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. I were joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice, of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program, Doctor Kevin Reed from Vet Care Wet Nose Wednesday. What's up, Doc? 
Hey, we're back <laughs> back in a shortened work week. I'm I'm happy. Hey, but it doesn't seem like from what I saw, like the traffic that was uh, happening at VetCare, it doesn't seem like you got much time off over the holiday weekend. No, it's pretty much I pretty much lived here. It seems like most of the weekend we had we had almost seventy pets boarding, and it's uh, you know it looks like people are anxious to get out of town again. Yeah, I was thinking that too because so many people are starting to make plans. I would assume that if people have animals, because we just had this discussion in my house, uh, it was a week ago, and it kind of was a little bit of a, a heated discussion. I was like, well, you know, we got to we got to make plans for all the dogs and blah blah blah. And Leslie was like, we can't revolve everything around. We can net, basically she was saying that we have to be able to make plans to go places, and we can't just stay home because we have dogs because other people go places yeah. too. Uh, and that's where you yeah. guys come in as such a great service because not only will you be there to to uh, to watch our pets, but you'll be there to take care of them too and give them interactions throughout the time that they're staying with vet care. Yes, it was a it was a pretty intense weekend because you know since everything pretty well shut down almost a year and a half ago, you know we just our boarding has boarding uh, pets anywhere has gone way down because people just weren't traveling and now it seems like. You know, with the decreased number of cases and the more vaccines given and people are just, I think, kind of stir crazy and and have, you know, cabin fever and they're ready to get out of get out of uh, town. So if people are trying to make plans to get out of town, do they need to reach out to you guys early to make sure you have space? Well, you know, we're going to have space on the where, where it becomes critical is on holiday weekends. And, of course, the next big holiday coming up is uh, July 4th. So, yeah, I would encourage if somebody wants to board their pet to make reservations as soon as they can because then we do tend to fill up. So in a lot of cases, would you say if you're going on a long road trip and you're going to be in the car for 10 or 12 hours, is it better to to go ahead and board your pet as opposed to trying to take your pet in the car with you on the road? You know, I think a lot of pets get stressed when they have to travel. You know, we we take our four, um, two dogs and two cats, to the cabin with us when we go. But we're only looking at an hour and a half drive. Right. And and you know they don't like that that much, but then they're happy when they get there. But I think longer longer drives, a lot of pets won't won't really appreciate that. So, you know, and depending on what you're going to be doing when you get to your destination, if it's one of those situations where you're going to be gone all the time and out doing things where you can't have your pet with you and they're just going to stay in a, you know, in a hotel room uh, or a condo or wherever you're staying, then, you know, it might be better that they just be boarded just because, uh, you know, they I'm sure they appreciate the time when you are there. But, you know, it might be kind of boring for them just to be there all um, you know, all by themselves for eight or 10 hours a day. And, um, you know, and, and a lot of times that's, uh, it may just not be feasible to, to transport, you know, your pets if you have larger dogs and you've got a smaller vehicle. So, you know, that's where boarding becomes a viable option. Get a set. We like to talk to you about different things that are kind of affecting our pets, our dogs and our cats. What are you seeing this week? Is there anything that uh, has come to your, to your attention this week that's kind of uh, different for this time of year? Um, we did see a, a puppy yesterday that was positive for parvovirus, and that's a reminder to, you know, and we, and we do seem, seem to see an uptick in cases during the summer, maybe, maybe because there's just a lot more puppies that are, you know, acquired then because, 
you know, school's out and uh, families have more time to maybe get a new pet. So it's very critical that, you know, they be uh, be vaccinated appropriately and try to avoid interacting, you know, a puppy with other dogs or puppies or in places where um, dogs have been, like pet stores or dog parks or, you know, just anywhere because they, while they're going through their uh, puppy series of vaccinations, they're not completely uh, immune until they're about 16 weeks of age or older. So, you know, even though they may have had one or two vaccines, uh, you know, they're, they're not completely immunized until they reach that certain age. And so they could be susceptible to acquiring it and picking it up and, and then developing clinical signs. What are the signs of parvo? Uh, it usually starts out with vomiting. Uh, they quit eating, uh, they vomit, and then that can progress to diarrhea. A lot of times a very, uh, very watery stool with blood in it. And, uh, you know, this can be very severe in the younger puppies because the dehydration occurs so rapidly. And, um, you know, it requires some uh, hospitalization and pretty intensive care with intravenous fluids. And uh, medications have to be given by injection just because they're not holding anything down when given by mouth. What exactly is parvo? You know, we hear about uh, heartworms. We kind of have a visual of what that looks like. How does parvo uh, end up affecting the animal? Is it is it something in the, in the lining of the stomach or where is that? Yeah, it's, it is. A, it's a parvovirus, which is a class, a category of viruses. And um, it it basically affects the small intestine and the small intestine has a mucosal lining and it has these little microscopic finger-like projections called villi and parvovirus pretty much it almost like it mows those villi down which those are the absorbed uh, that's the surface that absorbs uh, the water and nutrients so you know there's uh, you get this uh, super bad diarrhea you know, they, they vomit because of the inflammation in the upper small intestinal tract uh, and in the stomach. And, you know, these, these puppies are miserable. You know, they're usually nauseated all the time. They're drooling. They're very lethargic. Um, they can get a secondary bacterial uh infection because of the lining of the small intestine is, is wiped out. Now, fortunately, once they start recovering, that surface regenerates in, in pretty quickly, and, uh, you know, they can make a pretty rapid response. But some some puppies may have to be hospitalized for two or three days. I've had others that have been here as long as a week, and, uh, you know, those are the ones that, are, that can be kind of touch and go because a lot of times their white blood cell count plummets and gets very low. And then that just makes them more susceptible to, you know, a secondary bacterial infection. But the, the crazy thing about it is, though, I mean, obviously it can affect a young dog before the vaccine's all the way effective, but it's something that is preventable. Yes, prevention. I mean, you know, the vaccines that are out now are very effective. And, you know, it's usually recommended to start puppies when they're six to seven weeks old. And then vaccines are usually given at about a three-week interval up until they're 16 weeks. And at that time, most of their maternal antibodies, which provide them some temporary protection, the antibodies they receive from the mother, by then they're gone. And that's why we have to give a series of vaccines because we don't know exactly when those 
acquire those maternal antibodies that they've acquired when they drop down to below protective levels. So, you know, we try to hit a happy medium and, and vaccinate them every three weeks. And, you know, some some puppies may be successfully immunized at 12 weeks or 13 weeks, but we know that pretty much probably close to 95% of them are, you know, are successfully immunized and have good immunity after they get that uh, vaccine at about four week, four months old at 16 weeks. There you go. The information on Parvo from the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. You can find out more about vet care on Facebook. Just search vet care Jonesboro or go to vet care.com. Dr. Reed, have a great morning. Hey, you too. We'll see you next week. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, Janet Ortman joins us this morning. And uh, we have a great benefit that's coming up on June the 12th at Lake Charles State Park. Janet, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. How are you this morning? Hi, I'm good. Hey, it's a great time of year to be uh, thinking about getting out there to our area lakes and going fishing, right? Absolutely. Anytime's a good time to go fishing. <laughs> my uh, brother-in-law, he was all excited. He was in town from Nashville and this past week, and he's like, me and my dad were going fishing. They woke up at 5 o'clock and had a great time out there on the water. Well, good for them. That's that's a great time to get out on the water. So let's talk about what's happening. We have the Northeast Arkansas Anglers Benefit Bass Tournament that's happening on June the 12th. Uh, and the reason that this is a benefit is, um, man, it's a it's a wonderful cause that you guys are raising money for. Uh, at the same point, there's a family, a local family, who's going through some really tough times. Tell us about what's happening with the Lavender family. Okay. Um, our Bass Club president, John Kellum's granddaughter, Hudson, is at St. Jude. She has a new diagnosis of leukemia. And the family is um, staying in Memphis with Hudson, of course. So we're going to raise money for the family, and Dad, Tyler, also fishes with us. So it's, um, you know, it's a family affair in our bass club. Mm -hmm. We want to raise money for them and help them out with their expenses um, and do anything that we can to to make it a little easier on them. You know, I think that one thing we we hear a lot about, unfortunately, kids who end up going to St. Jude for treatment. St. Jude is such an amazing hospital, and the things that they can do and and to help kids, what we forget about sometimes is, um, you know, when a cancer diagnosis happens, especially with a child, the entire family is affected. This poor family, I mean, all of a sudden their life was going normal and all of a sudden everything gets flipped. And, uh, I mean, your kid's sick, you drop everything and you go help, right? Right, right. And mom's a teacher, so she's not able to finish out the school year. And, uh, you know, she's she's just going to drop what she has to drop and, and be there for her baby. Yeah, and you just figure it out when your kid gets sick, I guess. Right. How old's Hudson? Hudson's a four-year-old. She's a pre-K oh. student at Brooklyn Elementary. Um, we'll be in kindergarten this coming year, and we're hoping for um, you know the treatment to be effective and Hudson to be able to come home and get back to her life as normal. Man, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Lavender family. And the, the one thing that we can do, obviously, we can all send thoughts and we can all pray for the family. At the same point, though, you know, they're going to have expenses that happen because, number one, they're traveling back and forth. Number two, the lack of, of jobs. Because, again, you drop everything to go and help your your child fight cancer. So uh, the Bass Tournament's happening, and it's a great reason to get out and go fishing. 
Right. It's June 12th at Lake, Char- Lake Charles State Park. Um, the entry is $120, and that includes two of the tournament T-shirts. Um, the, t- the T-shirts look great. Um, also, we have um, two $1,000 gift cards that were donated by DNW, and we're raffling um, $10 raffle tickets for those. So you'll have the chance for two $1,000 gift cards, and we're going to have some food and a little silent auction of fishing stuff. So it'll be a great day to be at Lake Charles State Park. So again, shout out to DNW for going in big and helping the family. And uh, if people want to help out and they want to be a part of this uh, this tournament, what's the best spot to go to get information? The Northeast Arkansas Anglers Facebook page has a lot of information on it. Uh, my phone number's on there, as well as some other of our members. And mm-hmm. um, there's going to be a lot of things that could be, you know, we could use assistance with that day, mm-hmm. from the food to you know um, the silent auction to helping weigh in the fish. It's really a neat atmosphere, and we'd love for people just to come out if you're just curious about what bass tournament fishing is about. Um, you know, it's a it's a team atmosphere, two two anglers per boat. So it's really it's a fun day. It's going to be nice weather, and we'd love to see everybody out there helping the Lavender family. Again, a fantastic cause, and thoughts and prayers to uh, Hudson and the entire Lavender family as as uh, she goes through the battle at St. Jude. But again, we can help. We can go and be a part of the tournament. Maybe you don't have a boat, maybe you don't fish, but you do want to help out. You can find out more if you go to the Northeast Arkansas Anglers Facebook page. And Janet, obviously, we appreciate your time and best of luck with the bass tournament on the 12th. Thank you so much for having us on. All right, have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Hey, on Twitter, if you haven't seen the video yet of the 17 year old girl fighting off a bear to protect her dogs, <laughs> I tweeted it. And it's really crazy because this bear is essentially on this like concrete divider wall thing. Yeah, like a retaining wall perched up there. Yeah, and the the bear is ready to attack this girl's dogs, including a service dog. And the seventeen year old runs into the frame of like this ring camera or something and pushes the bear away. And the bear, it. The bear goes away. <laughs> One of the craziest things I've seen. Would you do that if you walked outside and Miss Potts or mm-hmm. Harley was out there? Harley is the one that died two years ago, but thank you for bringing that precious soul up again. If it was Bones or Miss Potts, I think 100% without thinking, I would go try to push the bear. Okay. So anyway, go watch the video for yourself and let us know what you think you would do in the situation. It's up on Twitter, Brandon on BBITM. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, you'll hear all of the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Lots of great guests today when you go back and take a look at the stuff that we kind of Mm -hmm. uh, got you ready for. So uh, we talk about all the events happening with FOA Jonesboro, all the programming for kids. If you're looking for something to do for your kids, that's on the show today if you go back and listen to the podcast. We also talked to about uh, Keon Pediatrics. They have a big uh, Keon Palooza celebration with bounce houses and dunk booths mm-hmm. and face painting and all that coming up. Now, we talk about photography classes, digital photography, a summer camp for that. So if, if you're somebody in marketing, if you are, have interest in marketing and you're in uh, ages uh, grades 9 through 12, it's a pretty cool thing coming up. There's also a bass tournament that's going to be happening. It's a benefit for the Lavender family whose four-year-old daughter, Hudson, mm-hmm. is battling cancer at St. Jude. And uh, obviously there's going to be a lot of cost with that yeah. because the family is there to help the their baby fight. Yeah. Uh, the info on that is on the podcast today. Plus we talk about... 
the Delta Arts Festival in Newport, and the importance of Parvo vaccinations uh, from Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare. So much. Lots of stuff and lots of good stuff on today's podcast. If you want to check it out, it's the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The 11th season premiere of MasterChef Legends, the second season finale of Nancy Drew, the $100,000 Pyramid, the fifth and final season of Kim's Convenience on Netflix, and tonight's schedule also includes Kung Fu and A Million Little Things. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the Morning.